Welcome to Freedom Through Faith. Prepare to be blessed as pastor and teacher Robert Thibodeau leads us into the anointed study of the Word of God, teaching and empowering you how to impact your world with the gospel of Jesus Christ, teaching you how to receive the blessings and provisions of God and how to walk through this life with Freedom Through Faith. And now, here's Pastor Robert Thibodeau. We now rejoin today's message already in progress. On the roadway, but instead of having mud all over the roadway, they took some of the ballast and made cobblestone roads. Rather bumpy, amen, but they're still there. It's been a hundred years. Glory to God. So ballast is heavy. These rocks are heavy. And it, you know, not only do the guys have to unload the cargo, then they got to fill the boat with ballast. Next boat comes in that was empty to pick up cargo from there. They got to unload the ballast and then load the boat. So these are pretty strong people that you're working with down there. And Peter was from among them. He was a fisherman. He lived down by the docks. And like most sailors, and I'm saying this not making accusations. I'm not accusing anybody of anything. I'm saying it from experience. I was a soldier in the military for 13 years. And I know the language that's used in the military. And that's what Peter was used to talking like. He could cuss with the best of them. He could fight at the drop of a hat. You've seen that in the Garden of Gethsemane. When he grabbed the sword, and before anybody could do anything, there was no, no physical... Uh, attack or anything like that going on, Peter was ready to fight. And he grabbed a sword and chopped off the ear of the high high priest's servant, Malchus. And that would have started the Romans retaliating immediately. Jesus immediately says, stop. Put your sword away. And he healed the servant's ear. And then he told the soldiers again, I'm who you're looking for. Let these guys go. You want me. Let them go. And the rest is history. Peter ran. All the disciples ran, leaving Jesus alone. Amen. John, I believe, was the young man who tried to stay near where Jesus was. and He got discovered. And when they grabbed him, he ran away naked because he left his clothes in the attacker's hands. So even he ran away. But at the cross, well, let's go to... uh, in the high priest court and all that, John took Peter in there. So John was getting as close as he could to where Jesus was. Went out and got Peter. Peter said he wanted to go in there. And that's where Peter denied even knowing Jesus three times. Now, Peter, uh, over at Luke 22, let's read what happened there. Hold your place. Let's go over to Luke 22 because we're coming back. Luke 22, verse 32. 22, 32. Glory to God. Actually, yeah, we'll go to verse 29. I appoint unto you a kingdom... As my Father has appointed to me. Remember we read that God is the will of the Father to give you the kingdom? 
Well, he gave it to Jesus. Now Jesus says he wants to give it to you. So that you may eat and drink at my table in my kingdom. And sit on the thrones, judging the twelve tribes of Israel. And then he said, Simon, Simon. Now remember it before he called him Peter. When Peter, when Jesus asked, who do men say I am? And he said, oh, you're John the Baptist, one of the prophets, Elijah, whatever. Who do you say I am? Peter jumped up and said, you're the Messiah. You're the Christ, the son of the living God. And Jesus said, on this revelation, I will build my church. And then he called his name Peter, Rock. His real name is Simon Barjona. Here in verse 31, Luke 22, verse 31, the Lord says, Simon, Simon, look, Satan has desired to have you, that he may sift you as wheat. That's what's going to happen to the unbelievers when the rapture takes place. That's what's going to happen, I should say, to the believers who are not doing what the Lord has called them to do. And their portion is with the unbelievers. They're going to be sifted as wheat to see if they're really believers. That's what I'm saying. You will go through extreme trouble and you will either submit to the will of the devil or be martyred, be killed. That's going to be the choice. You see it on television right now all over the Middle East, wherever ISIS and Islam has spread, radical Islam has spread, especially when they capture Christians, they say, deny Christ, accept Islam, or be killed. Those are your two choices. Be killed or submit. And believer after believer says, I will not deny him who saved me. And they get beheaded right there. That's what's going to happen to believers who do not and are not doing the work Jesus has called them to do. And it's, we study the scripture, it says, and their portion will be with the unbelievers. You will be sifted as wheat to see if you really are a believer. And since Satan doesn't have any room in his kingdom for believers, you will be beheaded and then sent to heaven. Because in the book of Revelation, it says, the, these are all the people, the, the souls of those who were beheaded for Christ's sake. Amen. So here in 22.31, says, Satan's desire to have you that he may sift you as wheat. But I've prayed for you, Simon. I have prayed for you, Simon, that your faith will not fail. And when you're converted, strengthen your brethren. All right. Over in Acts chapter 1, after the day of Pentecost. I know we're all over. I haven't even gotten to Acts 10.30, but it's coming. I'm just laying the groundwork here. Here is the same person who... Denied Christ three times. And one of the verses even says he denied him by cursing. He cursed like a sailor to prove to those standing around him he was not a disciple of Jesus. And then that rooster crowed. And he was close enough. And Jesus heard the rooster crow. He turned and looked at Peter. They made eye-to-eye contact. Jesus I said, he's already beaten. And he looked right at Peter. And love just flowed from Jesus to Peter. And it says, Peter went out and wept bitterly. Because he had done what Jesus said was going to happen. And now, he's being sifted. And he was the first one to go inside the tomb 
I find it empty. John looked at the door, looked inside, seen it empty. Peter went inside and found it empty. And now on the day of Pentecost, glory to God, everyone, the Holy Spirit falls on them. And everyone starts speaking in tongues and everyone, you know, the, the loud noise of the Holy Spirit entering the earth. Glory to God. Angels just, I, I believe the noise they heard was the wings of angels just flooding the atmosphere, going to battle now with the, the prince of the power of the air. And all the men of Galilee are saying, what is this? What's going on? Why are we hearing them speak all in our own languages and stuff? Because people from all over that the known world at the time was in Jerusalem for the feast. And Peter says that uh, you men of Galilee, I'm sorry, that's the eight. Peter chapter, first Acts, the first Acts, Acts chapter 2, I'm sorry. Peter standing up, verse 14, lifted up his voice, said to him, you men of Judea, and all you that dwell at Jerusalem, be this known to you and listen to my words. These men are not drunk as you suppose, because it's only 9 a.m., but this is that which was spoken by the prophet Joel. I have a sermon called This Is That. And it shall come to pass in the last days with God, saith God, that I will pour out my spirit on all flesh. Your sons and your daughters will prophesy. Your young men will see visions and your old men will dream dreams. And on my servants, on my handmaids, I will pour out in those days of my spirit and they shall prophesy. I will show wonders in heaven above, signs in the earth beneath, blood, fire, vapor of smoke. The sun will be turned into darkness, moon into blood before that great and notable day of the Lord comes. And it shall come to pass that whosoever shall call on the name of the Lord shall be saved. You men of Israel, hear these words. Jesus of Nazareth, a man approved by God among you by miracles and wonders and signs, which God did by him in the midst of you, as you yourselves also know. Him being delivered by the determined counsel and foreknowledge of God, you have taken, you with wicked hands have crucified and slain him. But God's raised him up having loosed the pains of death because it was not possible that he should be held by it. David spoke concerning him, I foresaw the Lord always before my face, for he is on my right hand, that I shall not be moved. Therefore did my heart rejoice, my tongue was glad. Moreover also, my flesh shall rest in hope, because you will not leave my soul in hell, neither shall you suffer your Holy One to see corruption. You've made known to me the ways of life. You shall make me full of joy with your countenance. Men and brethren, let me freely speak to you of the patriarch David. He is dead and buried, and his grave is with us to this day. But being a prophet and knowing that God had sworn an oath to him, that of the fruit of his loins, according to the flesh, he would raise up the Messiah to sit on his throne. He, seeing this before, spoke of the resurrection of Christ, that his soul was not left in hell, nor his flesh did see corruption. This Jesus God has raised up, and we are all of his witnesses. Therefore, being by the right hand of God, exalted, and having received from the Father the promise of the Holy Ghost, he has shed forth this, which you now see and hear. David did not ascend into the heavens, but he said himself, The Lord Jehovah Yahweh said to my Lord, Sit on my right hand till I make your foes your footstool. Therefore let all the house of Israel know assuredly that God has made that same Jesus, whom you crucified, both Lord and Messiah. And when they heard this, they were pricked to their hearts, said to Peter and to the rest of the apostles, Men, brethren, what shall we do?
Peter got bold. He didn't hear one cuss word of what he was saying. He, he was a changed man. When, when the Holy Spirit came into that room, he was born again for sure. He got filled by the Holy Spirit. Now he has a spirit of boldness on him. Amen. Over in Acts 10.38, he was still trying to live the Jewish life of being pure. Thou shalt not do this. Thou shalt not eat that. Thou shalt do this. Thou shalt eat that. And the Lord appeared to him in a dream, in a vision, let down this sheet containing all these four-footed animals that were considered by Jewish people to be dirty, defiled. And the Lord said, now Peter was hungry. The Lord said, kill and eat. Here, I'm providing it for you. Peter's like, no way. That's never crossed my mouth, crossed my lips, and it's not going to happen. Three times the Lord told him, what I have declared blessed and pure, you do not call defiled. And about that time, there was a knock on the door. Three men were sent by Cornelius, who was a Gentile, who loved the Jewish people and loved the Jewish God and was giving offerings from himself and his possessions. And God said, sent an angel, said, your gifts and your alms and your prayers have come up to heaven. They're before God's face in heaven. And now God says, send over here to Joppa. Call one named Peter. He's staying in the house of, a, of a Simon the Tanner. And Cornelius did. And God told Peter, what I have blessed, you do not call defiled. And Peter, I know in his mind, was saying, okay, I won't do that. And right at that same moment, the Bible says, the knock came on the door. They called for Peter. Peter says, I'm here. What do you want? And they explained it. Peter said, okay, it's late now. Stay here. Next morning, they left. They got to Cornelius' house probably late in the afternoon, early evening. When they got there, Cornelius' house was full. He had brought his family and his friends and those that are close to him, his servants, all into the household to hear the word from the Most High God from one called Peter. And Peter basically told them, he said, you know, it's not legal for a Jew to be associating with you. But God has shown me that it's okay. This was the door that was open to the Gentiles, established by Peter, a man who denied Jesus. Amen? But repented of his sins and started doing what the Lord told him to do. And here... Uh, you know, Cornelius says, you know, immediately I sent for you, you've done well, you've come. Now we are all here present to hear before God the things that you have been commanded you of God. And then Peter opened his mouth in verse 34 and said, Of a truth I perceive God's not a respecter of persons. In every nation, he that fears him or respects God and does righteousness is accepted with him. The word, as Jesus again, which God sent to the children of Israel, preaching peace by Jesus the Messiah, for he's Lord of all. That word I say you know. It was published throughout all Judea, beginning in Galilee after the baptism which John preached. Verse 38. How God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and with power, who went about doing good, healing all, all that were oppressed of the devil. For God was with him, and we are witnesses of the things which he did. That's our job, to preach the same thing. 
about Jesus, how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and with power, who went about doing good, healing all that were oppressed of the devil, and I am a witness of these things, for I have been saved by Jesus. That's our job. Whether you're called into five-fold ministry or not, that's our job. Jesus said, over in, go to Mark. Glory to God. Mark chapter 16 as we get ready to close. Hallelujah. Jesus gave the commandment that everyone should be a witness for him. Every believer. If you believe and you believe you have received Jesus as your Savior, Jesus lives in your heart, you believe that you are going to heaven when you die, then you are called according to Mark chapter 16, verse 15 through 20. And Jesus said to them, Go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. That's your commission. You do not have any choice in that matter. If you were in the army and you start off as a private and you're working your way up, it doesn't matter if you're a general. And the president, your commander-in-chief, says, I want you to go to this nation and conquer it. It doesn't matter if you're a general or if you're a private. Your entire focus and your mission in life now is to do what you are trained to do and conquer that nation. You may be called into special forces. You may be called into the artillery. You may be called into the Air Force. But you have a specific job and specific training that needs to be taken 100% serious. Because that soldier, your job may be your job may be packing the MREs or C rations or whatever they use nowadays to feed the troops on the front lines. And we'll say, for example, that the food you prepare needs to be boiled and pasteurized at such and such temperature. But you're ready to get off work, and you know it's going to take 10 more minutes for this thing to reach that temperature. And I mean, you're within two or three degrees. I mean, it's fine. So you turn it off, and then the processing begins. It gets packaged up. But you did not kill all the bacteria because you failed to take that extra 10 minutes and make sure your job was done the way you know it was supposed to be done. And those meals go out to the troops on the front lines. And they're prepared to enter into a, a major battle the next morning. This battle will either stop the war early, or if they lose, it might extend it for another year or two, and tens of thousands more people will die. And they eat the meals that you failed to prepare the way it was supposed to be done. They eat that the night before. The next morning, the entire unit is sick with food poisoning. And they have to be taken out of the battle. The general has to rearrange the plans because the soldiers can't go fight. Amen. And that gives the enemy time to dig in. And now what happens? People lose their lives. And it's all because you failed to do 10 more minutes worth of work a month prior, two months prior, three months prior. Do you see how all this comes together? You're not called to go on the front lines and engage the enemy, but you are called to do your part. Your part has to be taken absolutely serious. You are a believer. If you claim Jesus is your Savior, you are a believer. 
He that believes, when you preach the gospel, he that believes and is baptized shall be saved. He that does not believe shall be damned. If Jesus was to come back two seconds after you got done preaching to this person, sharing the gospel with this person, and they do not believe, they are damned because they are going to be left behind. Jesus says, if you are a believer, if you believe in him, it, it doesn't say, if you are called into the fivefold ministry, these signs will follow you. No. It says, these signs will follow them that believe. If you're a believer, these signs follow you when you share the gospel. In my name, they will cast out devils. That's item number one on the list. If your son-in-law or daughter-in-law or daughter or son, aunt, uncle, whatever, is hooked on drugs or alcohol, uh, you know, pornography, whatever the case would be, they are being deceived by a devil. Amen. And this item number one, if you are a believer, you can cast that devil out in Jesus' name. That's the first sign Jesus said will follow them that believe. They will cast out devils in my name. Now, if you're too, I don't want to go pray for them. What if they don't like me? Then you care more about the opinion of man than the opinion of God. And your portion will, with, will be with the unbelievers. Because you're not doing what God said to do. Oh, you're getting into works now, Brother Bob. You know, we, we don't believe in works. What uh, I believe was Paul said, show me your faith by your works. Or without. show me your faith without works. I'll show you my faith by my works. Amen. You have to do something. You just can't be saved and then kick back on the beach and say, I'm saved, I'm saved, I'm saved, I'm blessed, I'm blessed, I'm blessed. I don't care what happens to anybody else because I'm saved. Your portion will be with the unbelievers. You have the promise of Jesus for that. Here, where was I? Glory to God. Whew. Oh. Mark. <laughs> These signs will follow them that believe. In my name, they will cast out devils. They'll speak with new tongues. Why do they speak with new tongues? Because they're filled with the Holy Spirit. Amen. If you're a believer, you should be speaking in tongues. That's how you edify yourself. I'm not talking about church services where you speak in tongues for 45 minutes. This is in your own private prayer time. If it happens in church, there should be someone there who interprets. And it should only be done by one or two people, the Bible says. Not to let the church service get out of order. Amen. But in your private prayer time, you need to speak in tongues, shutting your own spirit down, letting the Holy Spirit minister between you and God. That's the intercessor. And then ask the Lord for interpretation, and he'll give you wisdom about what was just said. Your job is just to believe it by faith, sight unseen. Glory to God. If they drink any dead... They shall take up serpents. That's not talking about snake ministry. A serpent is a, a subtle 
The Bible talked in Genesis, the devil uh, in the form of the serpent was subtle. You need to take up things, demons, and demonic powers that are subtle trying to sneak in. They'll take them up, cast them out. If they drink any deadly thing, it won't hurt them. If someone tries to poison you or take you out, it won't hurt you. They shall. Not if they. They shall. Not if they lay hands on the sick. They shall lay hands on the sick. And the sick shall recover. And then verse 20. And they, who they, the believers, went forth, preaching everywhere, and the Lord working with and confirming the word that was preached with signs following. Folks, if you're a believer, that's what you need to be doing. Because if you don't do it, you have Jesus' word to his disciples. Your portion, when he comes back, if he finds you not doing what he has told you to do, your portion will be with the unbelievers. The unbelievers are going through the tribulation. The tribulation is designed, just like Jesus told Peter, Satan desires to have you so he can sift you as wheat. You were left behind, but yet you call yourself a believer. Satan is going to see if you're a believer or not, and he's going to put so much pressure on you to have you bow your knee, taking his mark, and then you are lost forever. You don't even want to go through that. I can't describe how bad that's going to be. You do not want to do that. You want to accept Jesus as your Savior right now. All you have to do is believe God sent him into this earth, that he died on that cross for you, was buried, and the power of God raised him from the dead. And he's seated now at the right hand of the Father, and he's coming soon to judge the living and the dead. If that's you, pray this prayer with me right now. Lord Jesus, I thank you and praise you that you did this for me. I am saved because of you. Come into my heart, Jesus. Fill me with your Holy Spirit, Jesus. Show me what my place is in the body of Christ. Show me how I can serve you from where I am right now and get to where you want me to be. Do not Lord Jesus, do not let me be with the unbelievers. Do not let my portion be with the unbelievers. I want to be with you forever. And I thank you, Lord Jesus. And I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Hallelujah. If you prayed that prayer, email me at brotherbob at ftfm.org and let us know. Because I want to share. First, I want to rejoice with you. And I got some things I want to send you absolutely free of charge. Amen. There's the music. Glory to God. That's all the time we have for today. I want you to remember, be blessed in all that you do. You have just heard a message of encouragement from anointed pastor and teacher Robert Thibodeau with Freedom Through Faith Ministries in Baltimore, Maryland. For more information on the Freedom Through Faith Ministries or to invite Pastor Thibodeau to your church, please visit our website, www.ftfm.org. That's FTFM for Freedom Through Faith Ministries. Again, that's ftfm.org. Until next time, when we gather together around the Word of God, be blessed. And remember, we serve an awesome God.